0: Grasp that word with meekness because it's able to save our soul i thank you father god that we are we have listening ears to hear what the spirit has to say unto us which is the church and i thank you that we have been crucified with christ and it's no longer us who live but christ who lives in us now father open our eyes and allow us to see the wonderful things out of your law in jesus name amen do we have any more skits Was there anyone else with the skit that we missed? We want to make sure that um, we didn't miss anyone. Okay. I know it's somebody else, but we're just going to move forward. (laughs) We're going to move on with what else God has for us. I pray that what we're getting is helping us to see where we are in him and what we need. Through him, I don't know about you, but every time I teach on something, something pops up with me or someone else. So we have to um, make sure that we stay into the word and allow the word to get into us so whatever pop up, we can get rid of it. Amen. We let go of it, it'll let go of us. We deal with it or it will deal with us. Amen. So tonight what I want to talk about, I told you guys I wanted to teach on the next part. We taught about anger but I want to back it up a little bit and tonight I want to talk about frustration and I want to just break it down dealing with frustration I want to give you a definition of what frustration is frustration is a feeling of dissatisfaction often accompanied by anxiety or depression resulting from unfulfilled needs or unresolved problems let me say it again a feeling of dissatisfaction, often accompanied by anxiety or depression, resulting from unfulfilled needs or unresolved problems. That's what um, frustration is. We're going to go into more detail even dealing with frustration because if we don't um, get uh, to the root of everything that I have been talking about, we're not understanding how these things come in. So, we we gave the definition of frustration. Now, where does frustration come from? It is insecurity and dissatisfaction arising from unresolved problems or unfulfilled needs. Let me say it again. Where does frustration come from? Insecurity, dissatisfaction arising from unresolved problems or unfulfilled needs. That's where it comes from. What does frustration lead to? Anxiety, anger, and depression. Anxiety, anger, and depression. Now, I'm going to break down dissatisfaction. I'm breaking all this down for a reason. We're just going to go through it. Dissatisfaction is where you're unhappy, disappointed, or annoyed about something. You feel a sense of dissatisfaction. Dissatisfaction is when you're unhappy, disappointed, or annoyed about something. That's when you feel a sense of dissatisfaction. I'm gonna break down annoy. Pester, irritating, to disturb, upset a person, bother someone to the point of anger. Annoy, pester, irritating, Tease, to disturb, upset a person, bother someone to the point of anger. Let me say that one again. Annoy, pester, irritating, tease, to disturb, upset a person, bothering someone to the point of anger. I'm going to go back to the top, and we're going to talk about frustration. Can y'all believe all that is in frustration? Every last bit of it. A feeling of dissatisfaction, often, often accompanied by anxiety and depression, resulting from unfulfilled needs or unresolved problems. Look what it results from. Unfulfilled needs or unresolved problems. That's where frustration comes from. If you have some unfulfilled needs, what is some unfulfilled needs you may have? All of us may have unfulfilled needs in our marriage unfulfilled needs dealing with our children dealing with our job dealing with our love life there's a lot of things that we could have that we feel that is unfulfilled needs for us and if you have some unfulfilled needs it can lead to frustration because you're getting frustrated because these needs are not being fulfilled let's take for marriage for instance When uh, people come together in marriage, they come together as one. But when they come together, they're trying to get that man or that woman to fulfill a need in their life that they think that need to be fulfilled. The longer they stay married, they find out you cannot fulfill that need. I thought you could fulfill that need, but sometimes we're so broken that we come together to try to fill that void in our lives through other people or maybe through other things. So once you find out they cannot fulfill that need that you thought that they could fulfill, you get frustrated with them. You don't want to be bothered by them. You want them just to leave you alone. That's what frustration does because you was expecting them to do something that you thought that they could do but they could not do. And these are saved folks I'm talking to. That's why you need to know who you are now that you're in Christ. So if you did get married without being saved and you're saved now, you can come to the realization that you cannot complete me. You cannot satisfy me the way God can, so I don't expect you to do so. We have so much expectations out of people that when they don't do like we think, that they should do, we get frustrated. We don't want to be bothered by them no more because we're thinking this is what I want you to do and you can't do it, you can't fulfill it. Even on the jobs, we have expectations dealing with our workers, our coworkers, um, the boss, whoever it may be, we have some expectations and when they don't meet these expectations, what do we do? We get frustrated because they're being, what, unfulfilled. Then the next part of that is unsolved problems. When you don't solve these problems in your marriage, dealing with your children, dealing with your job, or whatever it may be, and they unresolved, then you become frustrated. And you may not come uh, frustrated with the people you have these unresolved issues with, but you become frustrated with other people because of these unresolved issues, So if you don't deal with these issues, somebody else is going to deal with them through you, and they're trying to figure out, why are you so frustrated? What did I do to frustrate you? I just asked you a question. My husband frustrated me, (laughs) y'all. And the reason why he did, I had some unfulfilled needs in my life. I had some unresolved problems prior to meeting him that I did not resolve because I didn't know how to resolve them, And I'm pretty sure he had some too. We all have some things that we need to take care of prior to marriage that we did not take care of. So when we get together, we become frustrated with one another and trying to figure out, why am I so frustrated with you? What did you do to me? And the only way you can get help with that is through the Holy Spirit. You need to ask the Holy Spirit, Why is this person frustrating me so much? Why am I so frustrated with my job? Did it start on my job? Why am I so frustrated with my family? What's going on? I am so easily frustrated that I don't know myself anymore. So it comes from unfulfilled needs. And not um, unresolved problems. So if you have problems prior in your life, prior to getting married, prior to you taking a new job, then you're going to become frustrated. So everybody understand that? Unfulfilled needs or unresolved problems. Now, where does frustration come from? Insecurity. You can be so insecure with yourself that you get frustrated with yourself because you insecure with how you look, with the way you do things, with the way you talk. So you become so insecure and frustrated with yourself, then you have a tendency to be frustrated with other people. I don't like how my hair look. I don't like how this look. And I know um, sometimes my husband would tell me after. um, Kim would do my hair I mean she can come do it just like it looks so easy I take the curling iron I'm just got bins everywhere and I get frustrated and my husband say, quit saying you can't do it I can't yes you can quit saying you can't do it I told you I can't turn this iron like she can so I get frustrated women do y'all get frustrated after you leave the beautician and your hair is so pretty Then when you get home and try to fix that stuff up, you get frustrated. But it didn't start with the hair. It had to come from somewhere else. Why? Because I have the Holy Spirit. He's my helper. He's my teacher. He's my comforter. And if I will lean on him instead of trying to depend on me, see, that's an insecurity. So I need to work on that insecurity with the help of the Holy Spirit so I won't frustrate my husband when I'm trying to do something on my own. So we know when we leave the Holy Spirit out because we get so frustrated that we don't want to be bothered. Just leave me alone. Just leave me alone. Don't say nothing. Just leave me alone. Have you ever been there? I believe all of us have been there. We don't want nobody to say nothing to us. Just leave me to myself. I'll work it out. I don't need nobody else telling me anything. Just, just. And some of us say, will you just shut up? Have anybody ever been there? I know I have. Cause I told my husband one day, you know how people just see, that's when they don't realize they're annoying you, right? I'm true. I'm just telling y'all the truth, but the Lord had to let me know what was going on. So I know how to deal with what was going on with me. He kept going on and on and on. I said, "Will you just shut up. You making me angry because I was frustrated. But see, when you don't know what's the root of everything that's going on with you, we um, blame somebody else instead of asking the Holy Spirit, why am I so frustrated? How did I get here? That person did not deserve that. So show me how to deal with this frustra- frustration. So we see that frustration is unfulfilled needs or unresolved problems. That's what it is. Uh, unfulfilled need or unresolved problems we look for people to fulfill those needs when they cannot fulfill those needs we get frustrated uh, i'll go back to a bank if you go to a bank and you go into that bank for a loan and you so sure that you're going to get that loan because you know your credit score look good so you sitting in front of that loan officer and you ready to sign those papers and you're just as happy as you can be so when you sit down with them they say well, we got a problem and you Right then, your whole continent's dropped because you're saying, what kind of problem should we have? I've been banking with you for years. What's the problem? Well, at this time, I don't think we can give you the loan. Well, isn't my credit score good? Yes, your credit score is good, but your debt ratio is too high. So you begin to get frustrated with them because you say, well, why did you allow me to go through all of this if you knew that it was high? So you become frustrated and then anger come from that frustration. But guess what else come from that? Anxiety. Because you was counting on that loan to pay off some debt... So you wouldn't have to be bogged down. Now you can't get it. So now you go home and you didn't go to your husband before you applied for it anyhow. So now you go home and you mad at them because you done spent bill money that you shouldn't have spent. So now you signing off on a loan to clear all that stuff up before he or she find out. Now you're mad. And it's all their fault. See, frustration leads to a lot of things. When things in your life is unfulfilled that you think should be filled, you get frustrated when they're not. So we talked about insecurity. I believe a lot of us have some insecurities in our lives. I went over some. The way you look, the way you talk, you know, um, how people see you, you insecure about standing up here. And, you know, moving forward with what you're getting taught on. And the more apostle push you and say, come on up. You're getting frustrated with me. You're getting angry with me. Your face turned bloodshot red and say, I wish you'd just leave me alone. Showing all yourself. Then some of you come up here and act like you got it all together and talking about me. In your mind, she should have just left me in my seat. Frustrated. So all of us um, have shared some frustrations. And then it's dissatisfaction. Do everybody know what dissatisfaction is? This means you're not satisfied. Have you ever met a person, no matter what you do, they're never satisfied? And that frustrates you so much because you know you're doing all you can do, but they're never satisfied. You you cook the food the way they want, but they're still not satisfied. You you go places for them that you don't want to go, but they're still not satisfied. That's dissatisfaction. People become frustrated because they're not satisfied. They're not happy. They're playing. Um, Off, Like, they're so happy and they're so content, but deep down inside, they're not happy. They're dissatisfied in their marriage. And I don't know why I'm hitting marriages, but sometimes we get so dissatisfied in our marriage, we don't want to tell the person we're dissatisfied, but our actions show I don't want to be married no more. I don't want to be with you no more by the way we act towards them, how we snap at them, or things that we do or say that we shouldn't do or say to our mate. You just get on my nerves. That's dissatisfaction. Arising from unresolved problems or unfulfilled needs. That's why we have to get ourselves together through the word of God so we won't be so frustrated. So um, anxiety and anger won't pop up from us being frustrated. We need to ask the Holy Spirit, what is frustrating me to the point that I'm snapping everybody up? What's making me act the way that I act? Because I believe all of us know how we act and how we sound. Before we even open our mouth, we done said in our head what we're going to say before we say it. We done said, get out of my face. Before we say, get out of my face, we done thought about, get out of my face. Don't say nothing else. Because you already got frustrated. How many of us get frustrated with our kids before they can even act? No. You don't even know what? No. Because you done been so frustrated with them over the years that they can't even ask you a simple question without you saying no because they done done so much. You used to saying no out of your frustration. And they just want to sit and talk with no. Well, mama, I just want to get no. Well, I keep my money. Oh, it's okay. Give it here. Because we frustrated because we get so used to the drama and everything that somebody has done, even children, husband, co-workers, we so used to all that drama and stuff that they do, we hate to see them coming. We even get frustrated when they're coming towards us because we don't build up that frustration towards them because it was unresolved problems, unresolved issues, unfulfilled needs that they couldn't fulfill for us. So we become frustrated. So we're looking at insecurity, dissatisfaction from unresolved problems or unfulfilled needs we say it leads to anxiety, anger, and depression. If you don't deal with frustration, it is going to lead to anxiety. Because if it's something that you're frustrated about and you're trying to deal with it yourself and seem like it's not being dealt with, you begin to have some anxiety. Anxiety will cause you not to sleep. It will cause you to worry. It will bring on panic. It will bring on fear. And it comes through being frustrated because you're trying to do it yourself and you're not trusting God. So you cannot rest in him because you're resting in yourself. So anxiety. And then there's anger. We talked about anger. Anger just don't happen overnight, y'all. It comes through frustration, being frustrated because needs are not being fulfilled because issues have not been resolved. If you do not resolve issues in your marriage, if you do not resolve issues... Amongst your family or amongst your children or whatever it may be, you are going to be frustrated with other people. Because whatever you carry, you're going to empty it out on somebody else. Because when it becomes so full, just like a trash can, well, some of us leave the trash in the trash can and let it run over and don't touch it. Some people can walk by a trash can, seriously, and not even empty the trash can and let it run over just like it's normal. That's because that's what they're used to. But when you're not used to things that way and you seeing people do things based on what you're not used to and you waiting on them to do it, you get frustrated. And then you try to keep your mouth shut because you say after a while they should know, anybody should know the trash can is running over. Guess what happens? I had someone that um, was having issues in, in their marriage and they were telling me, they said, I don't understand, I don't understand. How can you leave a trash can in a house and it's running over and you still putting trash in it, but you're not emptying it. So there's led from frustration to anger. And then they just begin to tell him exactly how they felt about him. And that was their husband. Because they say, I don't understand. How can you put trash in the trash can and it's running over and you still won't empty it? Come on, y'all. That's deep, isn't it? Some of us probably have done that, too. Because we're waiting on somebody else to empty it. But when you see it, just empty it. Don't just put trash in it and leave it there. Empty the trash can and it would cause less frustration. But we don't do it. We just sit there and let it run over and say, It can run all the way over. I ain't touching it. So that's building up anger. And that's what the enemy want. So we see anger anxiety and depression. When you get so frustrated... Yes, anxiety come. Yes, anger come. But then you can shut down and you can become so depressed that you don't care no more. Because you figure people don't care about me. Why should I care about them? You don't want to do nothing no more. You don't want to go nowhere no more. Everything has just been dumped on you. So anxiety, anger, and depression comes from frustration. And we talked about dissatisfaction when you're unhappy, disappointed, or annoyed about something. You feel dissatisfaction. Now, let's get to annoyed. Annoyed. Did we realize that annoyed means to pester? When you keep pestering a person, just keep on, just keep on, and they're telling you, stop. And you keep on, and you keep on, and you keep on, and they keep saying, stop. And you keep on, I don't like for you to do that. And they keep on, and they keep on, and then they ask you, well, why are you so angry? I'm going to help y'all out tonight. Honey, you get that definition of annoy real good here. I'm picking on him. The reason why I'm picking on him, see, when you break stuff down, he's going to understand tonight why I tell him, don't be touching my face like that. It annoys me. What's wrong with that, Manda? 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 Have y'all ever had a person to annoy you that way? And it gets so bad you just let them do it anyway before you slap them? Everybody got something in their lives that they don't like for people to do, right? You're supposed to respect that person. He don't do that no more, you You're supposed to respect that person when they tell you I d-. he don't like to be poked inside. Oh, my goodness. I poke him, poke him, poke him. I told you don't poke me no more. Uh-huh. See, when the shoe is on the other foot. Sometimes people want you to put up with what they do, but they don't want to put up with what you do. So you become what? Frustrated. You become annoyed. That's a pest. Somebody who keeps pestering you when you're telling them no. Oh, let's get to the children, y'all. Mama, can I go so-and-so? No. Mama, can I go over there? I'll be right back. No. Mama. Why won't you let me go? Because I told you, you're not going. Well, mama, you let me go over so-and-so house. Why won't you let me go over their house? Because I said you're not going over their house. Well, mama, I just don't understand. Boy, didn't I tell you you ain't going. Well, you didn't have to holler at me, mama. Well, you need to shut up. Is this normal? Come on, y'all. It is normal for us black folks. <laughs> Let's just be honest. That's what, because you know what we do. We raise our voice because we feel like we're not being heard. But I got a earthly father. His name is Elijah Walker, known as Skeet and Skebo. He didn't have to open his mouth to tell me no. He just looked at me. I didn't have to. I knew not to open my mouth again. Just, just look. Okay. These days and times, when it comes to our children, we might have to take them to the doctor to check their ears. Because when you say no, they're going to beat you down with that very word you said no about. They're going to try you. They're going to try you to see if you really know Jesus. So annoy means to pester. We're pestered by our children. And Lord knows we get pestered by church folk. And it says irritating. When somebody pester you, is it irritating to you? Do it become very irritating? Yes, it does. They irritate you to the point of you're ready to fight. And then to tease. If somebody keeps teasing you and you don't like to be teased, you get frustrated. To disturb, upset a person, bother someone to the point of anger. That's what the enemy want. He want us to annoy each other to the point of where you get angry. And when you get angry, you're going to sin. But the Bible say be angry and sin not. And don't let the wrath go down on your what? Don't let the sun go down on your anger, on your wrath. So see, the enemy know our weak areas, y'all. So he's going to send people to pester us, to irritate us, to annoy us, he's going to send all of this at us. Why? Because he want to have authority. He want to rule and reign. And we give him that right. So why did God bring in this house these teachings to let us know what the enemy is doing? And if you know what the enemy is doing, then you got to do opposite of what he wants you to do according to the word of God. And what we have to do is, if I tell my husband, that bothers me. If I'm telling him it bothers me, and he said, well, why does that bother you? Something like that shouldn't bother you. It just bothers me. I, I don't understand. I've always been bothered by that. Man, something like that just shouldn't help me, Holy Ghost. After you tell a person, that bothers me. Why do we want to keep annoying that person? Because you let the devil use you. This is the truth. We do that, and we think it's funny. But to that person, it's not funny. So what that person do, they have their guard up. But how about this, y'all? I'm going to get you on this one. How about when we're laughing at someone and they don't think it's funny? But we keep laughing at them. And they're like, why are you laughing at me? That just ain't funny. That's not funny at all. Why, why are you laughing at me? Because it it's not funny to me. And then you bust out laughing even harder, and they try and their feelings hurt, but you still laughing like, now that 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 right there, it was really funny. No, that's not funny. I'll tell you this: when my husband, y'all, he he got a size fourteen foot, the big feet. So I remember when we stayed in our other house, it. When you walk in the hall and a door is open, you should see the door. I, I think you should see the door. He ran right into it. And he's going to ask me, who left the door open? Didn't you see the door? <laughs> so I couldn't do nothing but laugh. I did. I did. I laughed and I laughed and I laughed and I laughed, but he didn't see that it was funny. He was holding that foot, <laughs> but every time he held a foot, I couldn't even pray. I just laughed even harder, and he didn't think it was funny, y'all. But later on, he did laugh at it, but then, have you ever been uh, convicted of stuff? You know, I said, now, what if he really got hurt, and I'm sitting up here laughing at him? See, all of that brings on stuff like resentment. It brings on offense. And then the enemy will use it later on, and that person become angry because they begin to think about, my own wife laughed at me instead of helping me. So they hold that in, and then when something else happened to me, he haven't done it, he'll say, see, now you know how I feel. Did it hurt? What you think? <laughs> so what I'm telling you is, anything that we don't deal with is going to deal with us. So you need to communicate. If, if Sister Loretta is frustrating you, you, you need to tell her, Sister Loretta, you, you're bothering me. Why am I bothering you? Tell her why she's bothering you. And she said, well, why would what, what I'm doing bothering you? And the only thing she could say, I'm so sorry if I bothered you. But then she need to pray and say, Lord, whatever is bothering them and thinking that it's me, Please, Lord, show them, because I didn't do anything that I thought would make them feel bothered. I'll use Sister Loretta for this. If she's singing on Judah, and she's sounding like a mouse, which she doesn't, and I'm sitting out there, and the only thing I can hear is that, and I'm sitting there saying, who's doing all that tweaking? And then I say, sing, Kim. It ain't Kim. Sing, Kathy. It ain't Kathy. Sister Loretta, sing. Will you quit? It's bothering me. That's wrong. Her squeaking should not bother me like that. It's something else that's getting next to me, and I'm blaming it on her. Because nobody else is bothered by it but me. Do y'all see where I'm going? So if I'm the only one bothered by, and no, sister, you don't sound like a mouse. I'm just going to make sure we just scratch that because the enemy will come back and say, now she said you sound like a mouse. But what I'm saying is you shouldn't be bothered that way. It's not bothering nobody but you. What's happening? You need to ask the Holy Spirit, why am I so bothered by this? And the Holy Spirit will reveal it to you. So, we're learning about frustration, and I'm going to give you some scriptures that's going to, you know, bring it all in. Luke 10, we talk about this all the time. Luke 10, 38 through 42. I'm reading the expanded Bible. And listen at what is being said here. Y'all know it's Mary and Martha. While Jesus and his followers, they were traveling, Jesus went into a town, a village. A woman named Martha let Jesus stay at her house. Welcome received him. So we know that Martha opened her house up to Jesus. Martha had a sister named Mary who was sitting at the Lord's feet and listening to him teach. She was listening to what he said, his word. She was listening to the message. Now remember, Martha let him in. Soon as he came in and he sat down, who was at his feet? Mary. She took her position at his feet. She wanted to hear the word. She wanted to hear what he said. So as she was at his feet, sitting at his feet, it said, But Martha was busy. Listen at this. Martha was busy, worried, distracted with all the work to be done, the many preparations. She went in and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me alone to do all the work, serve, prepare the meal? Please, therefore, tell her to help me. So what was happening while she was trying to prepare the meal, trying to get everything served, Mary is at his feet, listening to the word, and she becomes frustrated. How many of us? How many of us have invited people to our home, and we're in there trying to do everything? I'll use me and my husband for an example, but my husband helps me well, but I use this. If I'm in the home and I'm trying to get everything prepared, making sure everybody got everything they need, the food, the drinks, and all this, and my husband going in, he flopped down, and he's just holding a conversation like, you know, nothing else need to be done. So I'm running around, sweating all over the place, trying to make sure everything is taken care of inside and outside, and he's just sitting there just holding conversation, just as calm and cool. So all of a sudden I look at my son and say, won't you go to your daddy and tell him I need some help? This is what we do. So this is what Martha did. Martha became anxious. Martha became worried. She became distracted because she said, I'm doing all the work and Mary is at his feet. So she's going to go to Jesus because she's saying Jesus should have known to tell Mary to get up and help me. So I'm going to the one that she's sitting at his feet with. Jesus, tell her to come help me because you are the reason she's sitting here. But what did Jesus tell her? Jesus told her, but the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha. He had to call her name twice so she could hear him. Martha, Martha, you are worried, anxious, and upset about many things. There there it is. See, frustration, remember what we said, unresolved issues, unresolved problems. What else did we talk about with frustration? Anybody? What else causes frustration? We talked about insecurity, unresolved problems, dissatisfaction. Does all this fit in and unfulfilled needs, right? So does all this fit in? She felt like she was not happy. So he said, you are troubled about many things. He knew just because she's at my feet, you shouldn't be acting this way. So as much that you're concerned about, as much that you're troubled about. And then Jesus said this to her. Only one thing is important, necessary, needed. Mary has chosen the better thing. And it will never be taken from her. So what Jesus was saying, I will not tell her to leave my feet. He made it clear. So what am I saying? If you're frustrated about many things, you're not going to be at the feet of Jesus. The enemy knows this. If you're dissatisfied with yourself or you're dissatisfied with others, when you got unresolved needs, you got unresolved issues, when you got problems in your life, you will not be at the feet of Jesus because you are troubled about so many things that you will not spend time with him because you're trying to resolve those things because you think those things are more needful than being at his feet. This is why we cannot come out of frustration. Because the things that make us frustrated, we're trying to fix. When we should be at his feet asking him, how do we deal with the frustration that we're having in our lives? We need to quit blaming everybody else and say, God, deal with me so I can deal with these things that's going to pop up through my husband, my wife, my children, my, my dogs, my cats, my job, whatever is going to pop up. I need to be at your feet so when it pop up, I won't take my frustration out on other people. I want to use Athea for an example because I'm reminded of this. And Athea did the skit, and I'm going to let her come up here and explain it again. Athea, do you remember you had just pulled up and you said somebody took your parking space. I want you to come up here because that's representing frustration. Sometimes we don't see frustration because we get so used to it we think it's normal, but it's not.
1: It was a couple of months ago, and I had gotten off work late, and I was already frustrated at work, at the people at work, and I was angry with them, and then I was late getting here, and I really don't like to be late, even though, you know, Joe and and, uh, Gloria's here, I still don't like to be late, and when I pulled up, I saw, uh, I won't call his name, it was Jay, I saw Jay, (laughs) I saw Jay in a little parking spot. I said, now doggone to he know I park here every Sunday and every Tuesday, all these other parking spots. Why he had to get in that one? So then I'm hot about that. Then I came in and, and Joe, I think Joe was sitting at the desk in the sound room and he was trying to learn how to do something. <laughs> Poor Joe. I said, Joe, get up. He said, well, I'm, I'm trying to do this right here. I said, get up. <laughs> and he did. And then him and Gloria looking at me like, In the world is wrong with her. And Glory be talking about something about halfway wrong with you. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you. And I'm looking at her like, don't pray for me. I'm all right. Because I was frustrated and I was angry. And then I took it out on the people that I love and at the people that's a part of my team. And I did apologize for it. And just like today, I was frustrated at work. I'm working my behind off. And people, when they want to leave, they, oh, I got something to do. You know, I got something to do. But T will be here, T will do this, and T will do that. And T got tired, because I'm like, you know what? I'm sick of this. I have Bible study on Tuesday nights. Y'all know that. And you leave when you want to leave, but you expect me to do all this, that, and the third. And I told my lead person, I said, look, 6 o'clock, I'm out. Whether it's done or not, you're supposed to obey those that have rule over you. I said, but at 6 o'clock, I'm gone. She said, okay. So they so used to me standing over doing stuff, that when I left today, it was like, oh no, she didn't. But I was hot, and this one lady gonna tell me. She said, "Calm down." And, she, and, then, and when people tell you to calm down and you mad, that makes it worse. They do. Calm down, T. Calm down. Don't 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 have a stroke. I said, I'm not gonna have a stroke, and I am calm. You know. And she said, mm, that must be that leak coming out of you." But then on the way home, I said, "Lord," and even when I was doing it, I was being convicted because I said, "Now I am not representing the father." I'm representing Othelia because Othelia is frustrated, she's angry, and she's letting everybody else and their grandma know that I'm angry and I'm frustrated and I need to die in that area because I'm going to keep getting tested in that area until I pass that. So I have to let frustration and anger go, and this teaching is really, really helping me to see me because I was hot, and and I knew it, and I knew it, but I did not bring my body under subjection. And I, I, I felt the anger coming up, and I'm like, okay, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it.
0: And it's like, I can't help it, I can't help it, I can't help it. It's got to come out. But look, Athea come to her pastor, pouring out her heart, and I just let her do it. Because I said, when this teaching go forth tonight, you're going to have all the answers that you need. See, we sometimes don't see frustration because we make it about us, y'all. It's all about how we feel and what we go through. But we have to look at others, too, because others are going through as well as we are going through. And the only way we can do it, we're going to talk next week on how to get rid of it, but you got to know what it is before you get rid of it. If you don't know about frustration and you don't know what's behind it, how can you get rid of something that you don't know about? Because some people think that's normal. Like Athea, she knew that wasn't normal because she know who she is. But we are all human. We all get frustrated. I get frustrated. But I have to learn how to handle the frustration through the word of God. I have to calm myself down because I have to know who I am in him, not who I am in me. So the more I know who I am in him, I can humble myself and I can apologize and say, forgive me. That was wrong of me. I should have never said what I said. Forgive me. It was wrong. It's no excuse for it. That's what we have to do. And then we have to get into the word and deal with it so it won't keep dealing with us. But our problem is sometimes we think just because I'm saying I'm sorry, it's okay. It's not okay. Not until you dig deep into the word and find out what's going on. When you always blaming somebody else, it's you. If I always point my fingers at my husband, it's pointed right back at me. If I'm always finding so much fault in him and never see it in myself, then something is wrong. Because it take two to tangle. So the next scripture is this one. Go to Numbers 11, 10 through 15. Being a leader, you can be frustrated. Frustrated. I'm gonna say it like sister and niece. Frustrated. You can be that way. This is dealing with Moses. Moses was the deliverer. He brought him out of Egypt, and all he heard all the time was whining and complaining. He heard it so much. When God told him to speak to the rock, he hit the rock. And he was mad. He couldn't even go into the promised land because he was so frustrated. That frustration became anger, and he did opposite to what God wanted. Do y'all see what the enemy does? If he can get you frustrated, you cannot do what God has called you to do. So we look at Numbers 11, starting at verse 10. This was when they were um, hooked with the, uh, what you call those people that was traveling with them uh non-israelites i call them that they started complaining and when they started complaining the israelites started complaining so as they started complaining god got angry and moses had to go before god and in verse 10 um the people began to cry because the people remember what they ate in egypt and they got tired of eating the bread from heaven so they were in their tents crying Moses heard every family clan crying, weeping as they stood in the entrance of their tents. Then the Lord became very angry and Moses got upset. It was bad in the eyes of Moses. He asked the Lord, why have you brought me, your servant, this trouble? What have I done wrong? Why have I not found favor in your eyes that you make me responsible, set the burden on me for all of these people? I'm not the father of, I am not the father of, did I conceive, and I'm not the mother of, he was mad, all these people and I did not give birth to them. So why do you make me carry them to the land you promised to our ancestors? Must I carry them in my arms, my bosom as a nurse carries a baby? Where can I get meat for all these people? They keep crying to me. We want meat. I can't take care of all these people alone. It's too much difficult, heavy for me. If you're going to continue doing this to me, then kill me now. If if you care about me, I have found favor in your eyes. Put me to death, and then I won't have to do, I won't have to, I won't have any more troubles. Do y'all see how Moses' frustration? Turn into anger. Because when you hear whining and complaining all the time, you're just saying, God, just take me now. Have anybody ever been there? Yes, Lord. Let me tell you something. When you deal with a congregation, I can agree with Moses. Moses. You got some over here crying. You got some over here crying. You got some in your face crying. You got some rebellion. You got some stubborn. You got some that feel like they know more than you that don't want to shut up. You get them situated. Then you get another call. You got to deal with that call. So now you're telling God, why did you choose me? Been there, done that. I understand Moses. When you are a good leader, and I mean a very good leader, and you know, and you doing all you can, and you still seeing people do what they do, you have to cry out to God. Moses cried out to God about his frustration because he was hurt. He said, "You gave me all these people, God. I can't be a mother of father." He was just naming. Up, he was pouring out his heart to God. He could have poured out his heart to anybody, but he poured it out to God, and God felt his burden. So God helped him with that situation. He was honest with God. We have to be honest with God with how we feel because God know our thoughts from afar off. So this is what frustration does even in leadership. But guess what he didn't do? He didn't quit. We have frustrated leaders that don't want to deal with people no more. That They just quit and those are unresolved issues. Things that didn't get resolved. We become dissatisfied because we feel like people don't appreciate what we do, so we just give up. That's not good leadership. That's a part of being frustrated. You cannot give up what God has given you because people frustrate you. That's part of the job, y'all. You ain't going to find everything that's going to be so easy sailing all the time. That's when you have to bow down. That's when you have to humble yourself in the midst of frustration and say, I am frustrated. But God, I know you can help. When, these, when everything was happening in this church, when all the renovation had to be done, it was just me and my husband for a whole, what, six weeks dealing with everybody. Everybody. Everything was coming. We had to make sure this was right. We had to make sure things were set up where we could preach. Everything was just coming. And I just sat there and I said, God, I can't do this. You got to help me with this. I had to order equipment. I had to find out what was going on here. He was out here with the, the people and this was going on and that was going on. We had to make decisions. We had to make sure we had this and had that. And people were saying, well, this ain't happening. So let me tell you, God brought us through it. Why? Because our dependency was so much on him that we didn't look to us. We didn't let frustration overtake us because we knew what God wanted. So what, I'm, what am I telling you tonight? You got to deal with this frustration through the word of God, because if you don't, it's going to deal with you. Quit shutting yourself down and acting like everything is okay. Quit being a human trash can and letting people dump everything on you and you just smiling and act like you greater than God. No, you are human and you do hurt and you have to communicate and say, it stops here. You got to learn to do this yourself. You got yourself into it. You need to ask God to help you get yourself out of it. Don't come putting all this on me. You messed up these bills. (laughs) You got us in all of this debt, and you're going to tell me to work some overtime? The devil is a liar. That was your mess. I'll be praying for you and asking the Lord to show you what to do so these bills can get paid. So frustration, y'all, will take you to a place of stress, anxiety. It'll take you to a place of sickness. That's why you got to deal with it before it continually deal with you. Quit blaming people. Nobody is perfect except in their spirit. Quit blaming them. You can control it with the word of God. You can get rid of it with the word, but you got to be willing to stay in the word more than you staying in frustration. Find out what these unresolved issues are because if you don't resolve these issues in your marriage, with your children, they're going to keep popping back up and it's going to make you more frustrated and you can't carry out what God wants you to carry out to the fullness because it's frustration in front of you and the glory of the Lord cannot come through you. So let's get rid of frustration. Amen? Do anybody have anything they want to say on frustration that can help somebody tonight? Come on, honey.
2: You got two things uh, my wife's talking about rubbing her face it, it does get to her real bad why I don't know but you know it gets to it because to me when she rubs my face it puts me to sleep I enjoy it but she just don't like it so I honor that but um, anyway I remember um, years ago we would be riding in the car and Jeremy and Erie they're about six years apart and error is a quiet person but back then her and Jeremy she gave me run for his money and they would be in the car in the back seat, and I don't know why he'd argue her. She was so little at the time. They'd be going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And also i just say, shut up! And they whole car get quiet. I mean, they got so bad, frustrated and so bad, I didn't know what to do. But they they would just argue all the time in the car. He, I said, why is he arguing with a little girl for, like that for me? Anyway, it would get to me so bad, i just start screaming in the car. My wife, she will not say nothing. <laughs> but uh, little things like that, you know, it, it can't get to you.
0: How did you handle it?
2: I's told to shut up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey y'all, you think it's still there. <laughs> Anybody else? That's a good example. Kids can frustrate you. Nobody else. I know yeah, we ain't the only one with issues, right? Anybody? Everybody trying to duck and dodge. I mean, you know, it's a lot of people out there that need our help, y'all. Nobody has ever been frustrated with anything. Well, praise God, all of y'all are so good. You might get tried tonight. Sonia, come on. Sonia, come out the kitchen. Terry, you keep on laughing. Either one. You just have to turn it on. This is job
3: related, and Erica knows about this stuff. Where I work, we call the unit clerk, which is Erica. We're going to pretend like Erica has her favorite text on the floor. And well, she'll favor, say, T and Monica, she liked them, but she don't like Sonya. So when patients call for stuff, no matter whose patient it is, she gonna call Sonia to go do it. Pastor, I get frustrated. <laughs> so I had to say to this unit clerk today, I said, do you have my room straight today? What are you talking about? I said, last week you called me for the wrong rooms all week long. Indeed, but you called me for my rooms, but you're calling me for their rooms too. You know, this is frustrating. Because you, got your, you still got your work to do and you got to play catch up because you're over here. Because you don't want the patients to suffer. God called me to comfort people. And that's what I do, I'm just walking down the hall and I see they need a pillow or I see that, I can tell they're cold or just simple stuff. This is what God called me to do. Or God may lay it on my heart that this person need some attention or whatever. And you're trying to play catch up all day. And um, she said, well, they had it wrong on the board over there. And I said, well, it was making me feel some kind of way. And you know, Pastor, knowing me, you know, I didn't address issues. I just let stuff just pile up, pile up, and you just get frustrated, annoyed, (laughs) ill-willed. All that stuff. And that's why I thank God for the teachings. Because it's teaching me to address
0: these issues. Especially work. Amen. Is anyone else? Okay, we all good. I'm going to go ahead and let y'all go. Because I don't want to frustrate some of y'all going down the road, getting you a sandwich. Because you know what time, place is going to close and you get frustrated, right? Huh? Jeremy. Oh, he want to say something? Oh, my baby texting. He made a comment online. My baby been frustrated. Y'all pray for my baby. (laughs) To God be the glory. I think um, these teachings are going to help us to come out of frustration. What you think? But go get into the word of God so you can come out. Because God has given us life through his word. So let us stand and we're going to ask Terry back there to close us out.